Hi, Roisin. How are you? Hi, Connor. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, Connor. You get stare, scared when we start like this. Very formal. I get and Hello to Roisin. Hello to our thousands of listeners. Listeners, listen. Our multitude of listeners out there. Uh, by the we're time. tuning in to the Knowledge College. Yes, there might be millions at this stage. Millions, you're so right. I, I undershot there. I, you under, don't. Know. I underestimated. You don't know the future of this podcast. Yes, you're so you right. Don't know. You're so right. In, uh, over the lifetime. You're anyway. so right. All right then. Let's right. Let's, let's get go. this one done and dusted. So we're still in the process then of going through some of the past materials that we've covered. Mm. Just why not as we said well let's just run through some of these so today i have basically it's going to be all about fitness routine and in particular fitness for men so yes this is a great topic oh. that you are particularly interested in i'll be able to weigh in loads <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of backstories this book i called it lazy man's guide to fitness i wrote this in 2010 yeah. but the lazy man's guide just basically refers yes. to an idea of I guess you could call it the minimal effective dose is another term for it in the sense that how do you get the results that you want with the minimum effort expended? Mm. And the saying that I have in this is how do I think less or sorry, how do I do less, think less and get fit for life? And that's kind of what okay. I try to accomplish in this little booklet. It's only 96 pages, but even still it's not 96 pages because the fonts are big probably takes an hour or two to read through and I'll make this available. So what I want to do today then is just run through mm. a few bits of this and then we'll leave it there. Cool. Excited. So fair enough. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And just in case a woman tunes in, mm. it is only for men because men and women have different fitness mm. issues. So that's exactly, good. yes. But as I talk about this, you can kind of explain that, but we'll get into that. Yeah. I agree completely and all right so then we have section one i have a little introduction about my little story which i'm not going to talk about here you can get that mm. in the book section one then i start off with the seven mindsets of lazy man fitness okay and i'm not going to go through the seven of them i'm going to go through two here i think mindset number one we have fitness versus fat loss and we go from mm. the lazy man knows that when you strive for fitness Fat mm. loss is a given. Improved body composition comes naturally. It's automatic. It's built into the system. Okay. And then what we do here is we actually define what fitness is, at least from my perspective at this time when I was writing this. Mm. And I say a few little things. Let me just read out a few of them. Fitness is freedom. Yeah. Freedom. I was going to say fitness is freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you didn't. What if I get it wrong? Well, you didn't say it. So. I know. <laughs> I was thinking it though. <laughs> fitness is freedom. Okay. Freedom from pain, yeah. immobility, and any restriction of the body. Yeah. Fitness is freedom. Freedom from doctors, scientists, nutritionists, psychologists, experts, gurus, and any other any other dependency that I may have on an outside source. Yeah. Fitness is freedom. Freedom for to do what I want when I want in the way that I want to do it. Yes. <laughs> There's another one that I haven't highlighted, but you might like this. Fitness <laughs> is freedom. Freedom to be a man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I imagine that how you were saying that. Then uh, at that point. Okay. <laughs> and then 
on this mindset I have. Finally, we finish with this mindset with an enlightening quote from George Leonard. Mm. Ultimately, fitness and health is related to everything we do, think and feel. Thus, what we are calling ultimate fitness has less to do with running a two minute 30 or two hour 30 marathon than with living a good life. And that's just that mindset there. Fitness is, what is the mindset again? Or yeah, it's lifelong. Anyway, you kind of get the gist there. Yes. Then we move on. No, but it's good. I I think it's interesting. So when I remember seeing you, you were, I feel like I saw you in a, a, a YouTube clip say that or something like that. But yeah, the summary think, was, yeah. or maybe it was something like that. But I no, remember I did, yes. thinking yes, I the did, freedom indeed. thing. Yeah, that was um, significant. I th- thought it was such a. I never heard of that perspective before, but it yeah. made sense, you know. Right, anyway, cool. yeah, there is a YouTube video out there somewhere with a voice. I'm doing a voiceover and yeah, did like a little. And you don't know what you're gonna say. What is fitness? And then you say it, and you're like, fitness is freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? Who was? That's when you were creeping on me before we I met. Was totally <laughs> I was like, I want this I want this man. Yeah. Well, you did well. You got him. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Your plan worked out in the end. <laughs> no plan. Yeah. All the moves I have. Trap me in the no, end. Trap no me. moves. <laughs> Mindset number three long term versus short term. We want long-term results over short-term results. We want long-term behavior change over short-term behavior change. The lazy man has a different perspective. Well, hold on a sec. Yeah, forget that last line. That's what we do want. The lazy man wants fitness for life. When he is deciding upon the fitness behaviors that he wishes to cultivate, he's always asking the question, can I do this for the rest of my life? Oh, yeah, so that's the point of this mindset is... And this, of course, I mean, I still struggle with this today. It's not easy to do. And also your life is changing. Your life circumstances are changing all the time. So what may have worked for your life five years ago may not work for your life uh, today. But that is the basic mindset. You're going to want to try and build habits, routines, behaviors that you can do for the rest of your life rather than things that you can do for just a few weeks or a few months. And even I think on our like mainstream wise, even, you know, now that's what they do say is like, oh, that's good. Okay. you got to think of what you, you know, the fitness activity that you, you, you like doing. And that's why there is no, this is the best, you know, you yeah. have to just figure out what you like doing and will continue to do long term. Yeah. And that might change. Exactly. You know? It might change, but the mindset is what's important. You're constantly yeah. working on so You those. know where people are, what's the best exercise or fat loss? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think for me, Roisin, where this applies most or has applied a lot is in the food. Yeah. In the sense that my food isn't perfect, don't get me wrong, but over the years I have refined what foods work best for me over time, what type of foods I can eat and not eat for the rest of my life in terms of a manageable daily diet. And that doesn't mean that I'm not flexible, but I have built this another concept we talked in another program i've been building my personal recipe book yeah over a period of time and yeah just that idea is quite important and that's it roshin there's seven different mindsets those are two that i thought would be cool to talk about Mm -hmm. and the rest can be found in this book which i said i'll make available all right let's move on to section two. Oh no so we're still on section one and we're on chapter two which is called motivation and inevitability factors 
Mm. So we have written here, motivation for fitness does not guarantee fitness. Mm. When you have things that you need to get done, <clears throat> excuse me, deadlines, responsibilities, distractions, stresses, etc., then fitness gets thrown out the window. It doesn't matter how motivated you are. Well, that's not necessarily true, I mean, if you're super motivated. But the idea is that <clears throat> life always gets in the way. Motivation mm. won't get you there because at some stage, and you may be, for example, you may be super motivated for a few weeks, for a few months, mm. but if you're just relying on motivation and willpower at some point, that will wane and then you're in trouble because you'll go back to your old behaviours. Mm. So then we have forget motivation, just make it inevitable. Mm. The solution to motivation is to forget about it and set up your life so that everything you need to do happens on autopilot. Okay, so we have this example here then, Roisin, of the inevitability factors. Just to help us understand the concept, the example really isn't important. Here we go. Darren used to drive to work. It took him 50 minutes in the morning and 50 minutes in the evening. We changed his routine so he would take the train. The train takes 30 minutes to get to the stop nearest his workplace. It's then a 12-minute walk to and from work every single day. This is a simple example of how you can begin to structure your life for fitness behaviours. Knowing and wanting to walk every day isn't enough. You're not going to do it. In this case, we just made walking a daily part of Darren's life. The closest train stop to his work was a 12-minute walk away. Therefore, he had no choice but to walk after that. This mm. is how inevitability factors work. Don't be fooled by the simplicity of this. 24 minutes extra walking a day is at least two hours a week without having to do or think about anything. It's just there, built into the system. Imagine what that can do for you over three, six or 12 months. The important thing, as I've said, is that it's inevitable. If you have to think about fitness, you have to motivate yourself for fitness. You have to, quote unquote, fit it in to your life. Mm. If you have to do that, you're screwed. Okay, so that was the, did that example make sense to your ocean? Yeah, no, of course. It's just it's again the whole like your brain just wants to be lazy, and you have to kind of create situations where there's no choice but to do the fitness behavior. Exactly, it built into your life. Yeah, and another part of this book was. Even in terms of the cognitive load of that, you know, when you have to go to the gym after work, yes, another exactly, thing to exactly. do. 100% and another mindset that I have here is I think I call it lazy man versus macho man mm. and the idea of this book isn't to get you to be a macho man super lean super ripped super muscular that's mm. not the idea of this it's the idea of this is to get you to your baseline needs mm. your baseline movement mobility needs so that you function very very well you're cl a lot closer to freedom in your body and so that's why walking maybe this is 24 minutes let's just say a half an hour if you have a half an hour of walking outside built into your life it has mm. tremendous overall benefits yeah to your life it's not going to get you ripped if your goal is to get ripped this book isn't for well it is it's got some good concepts but that's not the goal of this book to teach people how to get ripped yeah, yeah, it's yeah. To teach you some basic skills and mindsets of how to maintain a healthy and well body for the rest of your life. Mm, 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 yeah. 
Okay, section two then, Roisin, we have the four pillars. So that was all conceptual stuff. Now we're going mm. into the how-tos. Yeah. That was all mindset, now how-tos. Bit of theory, yeah. Yeah. And we start off with a story here. I'll try and read this out. And basically, we start off with our four pillars. And we say, we start off with, the following excerpt is from Joseph Brandenburg's book, great book, The Body You Want from A to Z. As mm. Joseph tells it, he was at a time management seminar mm. when the instructor at the seminar pulled out a large glass jar and a bag of big rocks. He then proceeded to fill the jar with as many rocks as, he, as it could hold about six or seven he then asked the audience is this jar full mm. the audience says yes he said no and <laughs> proceeded mm. to bring out a bag of gravel mm. after he filled the jar with as much gravel as it would hold he then asked is it full now the audience said no <clears throat> he then says good you're learning after which he filled the jar with sand mm. after the sand he asked the audience is it full this time? Mm. They said, no. He said, I can't put anything over on you guys and fill the remaining space mm. of the jar with water. Mm. All right, so now he's filled it with, with the, the rocks, the gravel, the sand, the water. Mm. And he says, is it full now? And the audience is like, yeah. And he's like, right on now. He goes, yes. Now, what is the point of this demonstration? And as the story is told here, mm. apparently, allegedly, one, <laughs> one lady stands up and says, the point is, no matter how much you think that you have going on in your life, there's always room for more. And that's mm. the idea of the stone, the rocks, the gravel, the sand, the water. I know, yeah. And then Joseph Brandenburg says, the answer to that the presenter get was one, that I would never forget. He said, no, the point of this exercise is that if I hadn't put the big rocks in first, then I would never have fit them in. Okay. Um, God, I was like, I, even though I've heard this before, I was like, I can't remember yeah. where this goes. Well, was, basically. I was like, I'm learning. Yeah, you probably have heard it before. And well, look, I have heard it, but I couldn't remember what the significance what of the it. significance it was like is. That I was with that woman, kind of like, oh, you can always you do more. Just always do more, yeah. It, yeah. But that makes it yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we have written here. We have, this is the perfect analogy to, to transition into section two of the four pillars of lazy man fitness in your life which is the jar from the mm -hmm. above demonstration there are four rocks that always come before everything else in terms of your fitness yeah. Yeah. these four rocks are the things that you need to do on a daily basis and that have the ultimate influence on your fitness <clears throat> they are what the lazy man calls the four pillars of fitness mm -hmm. and if you can optimize these factors then fitness comes naturally. Now, bear in mind, Roisin, I wrote this. This was 2010, 10 years ago. Mm. So, obviously, our thoughts have changed since then. But what I have here is the four pillars are your team, your sleep, your eating, and your movement. Okay. And we have each pillar is a support of the greater system, your fitness. When you strengthen one pillar, you strengthen the system. And each pillar within that system the same is true if you weaken any one pillar. Mm. And that basically just explains how each one of these four pillars that I have here contribute to your health and wellness and fitness. Mm. And 
if you do really great at three of them, but you do really poorly at one of them, that may just take down the whole house. Yeah, your whole, you're just unstable pillar, then. Yeah, yeah, one pillar is gone, then the house is, could be gone. Yeah. Okay, now, here's what I really want to get to today. This is the point mm. of this. I could go ahead and read through all these four pillars, but I'm not going to because mm. you and I talk about all of these in different periods and basically sleep, eating, and movement. Do you know what I'm going to, I'm going to give a very brief i've underlined a few things which i'll read out but if you mm -hmm. want to read the stuff in here about those you can go ahead and do that but i don't want to spend much time at all on those so let me just run through those basically what i'm saying ocean is i want mm. what i want to spend today on is your team but let me just cover the the last three here so i had sleep now this time i was seriously on a buzz into sleep during mm. this time research and sleep big into sleep and I go into this and say, if I could choose only one behavior to supercharge your fitness, it would be to get adequate sleep. Mm. And then I go on this evangelizing sleep, which is obviously <laughs> very important. Mm. But I really get into it here. The fitness industry knows this all too well. It purposely hides the importance of sleep. Mm. Because one, it's not something that can be sold. Yeah. And two, if you sleep, you don't need drugs. You don't need supplements. You don't need fancy fat loss programs. You don't need quote unquote health foods. In fact, mm. you pretty much don't need anything that they are selling. Mm. I'm so never to this. I'm so confident in the <laughs> <laughs> I love that that, that uh, phrase we start off with. Because yeah. <laughs> then it's all gonna be blown up. But go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later yeah. anyway. i'm so confident in the dominating impact of sleep that if you read this chapter with an open mind and then figure out some inevitability factors that ensure mm. you get more sleep i estimate you will receive a return of investment on this book at least capitalized underlined at least ten thousand percent oh now, my actually, god I think I had this book out for $10. So that's $100,000 of value right there. That's, yeah, but isn't it funny? Because, yeah, even though obviously we, we know what you say in the confidence thing, we're, we're only laughing because we, yeah. as we, we feel we're always learning that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, the more we know, the more we know we don't know. And we're, we yeah. don't never feel enlightened yet. But the point yeah. I'm making is it's so funny because you said that, but really... Sure, we know it's there's no even price you could put on it yeah. because it's actually worth a hundred thousand is a joke, even I know, when you think I know, about it. I know, I know, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's even in even like doing this from a looking <laughs> out your, your your perspective shifts and yeah. you know, the last 10 years, and I don't know, and anyway, yeah, it's been 100%. It is funny, it's, it is yeah, cool. Yeah. I like doing it with you because it's not as cringy because <laughs> we can have a laugh then. No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, adequate sleep eliminates the need for gyms, it eliminates the need for supplements, it eliminates mm. the need for diets, it eliminates the need for almost all health-related medication, yeah. basically eliminates the need for a health and fitness industry. Obviously, that's a bit hyperbolic. It's not necessarily true, but yeah. I'm trying to... <laughs> As I said, I was on a mission here at this stage to tell people about sleep, so I was trying to just... But you're not wrong. Anyone that's, you know, thinking the... Cal you know, like, ultimately, I know we're not going to go into that today, but it's mm. all... It completely shifts your hormones, and mm. it can be the deal break between whether yes. you are going to ever Absolutely. burn fat or not, or store fat, and it just comes down to that. Yeah. It changes your hormones. It's not about... Oh, what do you mean if I sleep more? Sure. Yeah. Well, if I exercise more, then, you know, yeah. we know. Anyway. 100%. 
Then I have here underlined, capitalized, the number one predictor of your fitness is the quality mm. of your sleep. Very Again, cool. this is this is definitely personal, <laughs> I would say, for me. Yeah. Other people, it's not again, different people have different sleep needs and affects them differently. Mm-hmm. This is certainly a personal one. I do know that if you're not sleeping at all, you're probably in trouble. But there are people mm. who don't need to sleep that much and doesn't really affect their day to day activities or fitness. But yeah. you could also just say even still, if they only get force, be like if they're getting optimal sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's they a good could point. Be even more superhuman. So yeah. that that yeah. what they're presenting that might be suboptimal. They just don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's all I want to go through on mm. the sleep stuff. It is very important. There is some probably good information. I know there is some decent information here. I go through some inevitability factors, mm-hmm. and that's the sleep stuff. So worth mm. a quick read. Then we go into your eating. Yeah which was the next pillar and i have here two parts i believe excuse me you're eating i have how to eat yeah we will look at three different modes of eating for how to eat for how you should eat they mm. are all catered specifically for the lazy man although they are all different these eating behaviors either eliminate or encourage the elimination of one specific behavior snacking mm. many people think the cause of obesity is an overabundance of food or overabundance of sugar in those foods but generations before us had the same or very similar conditions and they didn't get fat. The big difference between the generations is this behavior of snacking. Again, that's not necessarily true. I think, look, basically the idea of any type of media in terms of authorship of media, this is something we'll cover in another mm. topic, Roshan. It's so important. But anyone who creates content, be it movie, or video, audio, books, authors, content, blo- uh, articles, whatever, they're all trying to get you over, to convince you of a certain point of view. Mm. So they're going to present information to you in a very biased way to try and influence your opinion. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm obviously over-exaggerating the impacts of certain things to bring you over to a certain point of view. Yeah, and This is something you need to be very careful of. Basically, the way I say it is everything is propaganda. I know everything is propaganda in the sense that anyone who presents you information is trying to present you the facts that support their mm. point of view, and that's not important for today. But no, but it's good that at least the reality is you acknowledge that. And, and the thing is, it's it's tricky because when you're trying to when you believe in a health behavior as well, you really are trying to say the power mm. buttons that will you know. Exactly. push someone into doing something that you think is good for them exactly it's just but yeah it's good to acknowledge that that is how everybody's doing so therefore you have to be keep your brain yeah. your brain awake to that you know? yeah 100 percent. and that's what i'm doing here in terms of snacking and then i give three different eating behaviors mm. because look snacking is bad we believe but mm. it doesn't necessarily mean what i've said here that the only thing that was different in previous generations or I say here, the big difference between the generations before us is this behavior of snacking. And yeah. that was a difference, but it's not the only difference. Yes, but I, but I, I frame it here that it's the biggest difference, and that's yes. not necessarily true. There was yeah. also a huge amount of other differences, such as eating behaviors, exactly. such, such as the um, societal, the portions, the societal portion sizes yeah. were completely different. The, the that relates to the amount of food, and then also yeah. the type of food. Basically, the point I'm trying to make, as you know, mm. is 
there was a lot more factors than snapping, mm. even though I frame it here that it was the biggest one. I know. Even now, and I know we'll talk about another things, but in the in the last like even six months, we're even looking at like um the influence of even even eating with people mm. and how your body responds exactly. to food. Like exactly. so it's wild the effects, the different exactly. different factors that in, influence. Anyway, exactly. yeah. Exactly. But yes. Yeah, and then I just outlined three diets here, Roshi. No S diet, intermittent fasting and warrior yes. diet that all help you with no snacking. And that's basically yeah, they're that, very, yeah. that part. Then I have inevitability factors here. Uh, this, is, this is nonsense, but it's I laugh when you laugh because I know some fun's <laughs> gonna come. Well, basically, look. So basically, inevitability factors of how to not have snacks in social situations. Yeah. And I have written here. I've come up with a pre-programmed response for this. And it is one I tell my clients to use also. Yeah. Whenever somebody offers me a snack, I say, no thanks, I'm a mealitarian. Oh, God. If they ask what that means, I say, it's a person who only eat meals. <laughs> I don't eat snacks. <laughs> oh, God, God. Uh, now, listen, I'm with you. Yeah. But imagine the crickets you'd hear saying that. <laughs> Military. And it's like, imagine trying to tell someone you should say this. This is a real tool you could use with, with yeah, people. Honest to God. That's so funny. Uh, I like, well, you might get away with it. Cause it's like, Last. Yeah, maybe I would because I just say it with conviction. You come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they'd be like, wow. Maybe I should say that. Yeah, honestly. Again, a persuasion tool, save mm -hmm. a conviction. But that's why this is, the, I know, this. that's why this is for men and not for women. I know, exactly. In exactly. groups of men, you can be the odd one out and you can get superior, you can get actual energy and a, a feeling of superiority yeah. from that. Whereas if you're a woman, you're screwed, you can't do no, that. Yeah, we'll you talk about that maybe yeah, another, another podcast. podcast exactly. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> oh my God, you <laughs> Stress if you're a woman in that. Oh, situation. stop. Jeepers. Okay. Yes. Then uh, you're eating. Next chapter, you're eating what to eat. You just go through building blocks, fuel, and yeah. toxins. And yeah. then I talk a bit about omega 3, omega 6. Mm -hmm. So I've underlined this. So I may as well read it out, even though I don't know why. But in mm -hmm. terms of fat, there are two specific kinds that we mm -hmm. can not make internally in the body these are omega-3 fatty acids omega-6 fatty acids omega-3s are essential building blocks for every cell in your body and in particular brain cells this is why your grandmother used to say eat your fish it's brain food omega-6s help your immune system fight infections they are like warriors with big swords the problem that most people have is their ratio of omega-3, omega-6. When the omega-6s go way above omega-3s, then the warriors start fighting healthy cells because they don't have anything else to fight. Mm -hmm. This causes inflammation, and it's a chronic form of inflammation that has caused many people to be sick. I don't know why I underlined that, Roshan, because you and I obviously know that inside out, but maybe I underlined it because I like the analogy of the, the warriors with big swords and how... We do need some warriors with big swords, but when we get too many, the warriors start to turn on us. I think as well, I don't know now, but I'd say it was because 
I don't know, of all the things, the basic stuff about food, I think a real hidden danger is, as you said, the fats issue. And that and that, yeah. that maybe because the omega-6s are such an issue and people, it's like they're the thing that we need to get out as opposed to add in. I just think yeah. I, I, all I remember is if I put myself back in the shoes of when I was first learning about all this stuff, I just remember, I don't know, being horrified at the hidden impact a significant impact of mm. the fats issue so yeah. maybe that was it or maybe as you said maybe you just like the analogy Paul. no i agree that's all very important but as i said yeah. anyone listen to this can read through that but that's mm. the type of stuff that you kind of learn here mm. okay and that's basically obviously there's a lot more covered but that's the few bits that i underlined for today yeah then we move on to your movement mm. And I have three sections of movement, I believe. The first one is movement maintenance. And this refers to you are a professional athlete. And I get to what I mean by that. And I have underlined the three pillars of movement or three legs, maybe you'd call them, I'm not sure, are movement maintenance, mm. movement muscle, and movement mobility. Mm. You can prevent injuries and keep your body in a healthy fashion by engaging in what the lazy man calls movement maintenance. Movement maintenance is nothing more than staying active throughout your life, and it can be easily done on a daily basis. The idea of movement maintenance is to avoid sedentary behavior, which mm. usually means sitting. Okay. The most simple and healthy type of movement maintenance is walking. Walking a little bit every day simply means that you are staying active. Mm. And that's the entire principle there of that one, which is... Keep moving keep on a moving, basic level. Keep don't, walking. Don't sit. Don't yeah, be sitting. Don't sit. Moving. Exactly. And that's a huge, that's huge in the modern world. So it mm. isn't a very, it sounds simple, but the effects know, are no. huge. Mm. And that's just for, as I said here, maintenance. That's just to keep yourself ticking along. Yeah. Then we have your movement muscle. Muscle is something that will deteriorate over time if you don't use it. It's not important that you overuse your muscles to maintain them. You just need to use mm. them periodically and intentionally. The lazy man always looking for the simple solution, simplest solution, can achieve this goal with 10-minute interval trainings. Mm. 10 minutes. Why 10-minute interval trainings work? Number one, time has got nothing to do with the training effect. Your body repairs after a training session, not during it. Training is simply the stimulus that is used to provide a response from the body. If you train correctly, you can stimulate a much greater response within a 10-minute training window than being clueless in the gym for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, muscle responds to very well to intensity. When you train for only 10 minutes, you will be able to put a lot of effort into it. 10 minutes may not sound like a lot, but when you're giving it your all, 10 minutes is more than enough to get the job done. At the same time, you can do almost anything for 10 minutes. Mm. Number three, it's cumulative. After each training session, you'll be giving your body time to rest and repair. Therefore, when you begin each new training session, you will be at least 10 minutes better than before. Over time, you will be upping your intensity as each 10 minutes improves and builds on the last and that's that Roisin I gave some examples which I did a f good few of these videos and stuck them on YouTube which are not up there anymore but basically they were sandbag I did three sandbag trainings I did shovel glove mm. 
video and I did kettlebell and I did body weight and everyone can do body weight if you don't have any equipment everyone can do body weight and you and I have also obviously done a little bit on Tabata but basically it's very easy to find a 10 minute body weight training session on YouTube it's very mm. simple to do that and oh my god this is hilarious right so then I, so then listen to this story mm. <coughs> so then I go to inevitab inevitability factors mm. and I want you to imagine what I write what I write about here <laughs> right, so we're talking about how to make your 10 minute interval training inevitable okay <laughs> and I go in the morning Darren takes his train to work. This must be the same Darren here that we yeah. talked about. He <laughs> does this 12-minute walk to work. Oh. Right? Now listen yeah. to this. In the morning, Darren takes the train to work. He brings his sledgehammer with him. Darren. <laughs> so he's obviously No, hopping, he didn't. He's obviously hopping on the train with his sledgehammer in, oh. his, in his suit. <laughs> oh, my God. In the evening, he finishes work at five twenty-five past 5. There is a train at half five, right. but he can't make that, so he must wait for the next train at 6.15. It usually only takes him 12 minutes or so to walk to the train station, so there is a 35 to 40 minute window when he's doing nothing. Mm. It's at that time, directly after work, that Darren does his shovel glove training. He does it in his office space as the training does not require anything except the sledgehammer. <laughs> since he would be not doing anything else uh -huh. within this time it makes it much more likely that he will do it yes the reason that he brings the hammer back and forth to work every day right darren. is to constantly remind him to do his training when he <laughs> darren <laughs> when he leaves it at work he would often forget about it Oh, no, having to actually transport the sledgehammer makes it a part benefits, of the daily life Darren, you won't be committed exactly. <laughs> having, having to actually transport the sledgehammer makes it a part of his daily life now did you like that story I love it oh my God. I, love, so this, I, I like that what I like the most is that you would have wrote that believing it was this, you could do that this is what I was about to say this just goes to show how out of tune Oh my god! Uh, to daily life, I actually was back then. Oh my god! In terms of Obviously. totally in my own world. Obviously, this is a time when I was just completely immersed in studying, yeah, solo studying stuff, and um, obviously like, self self employed. So I wasn't in a normal work environment. Yeah. Because um, I, I just, obviously I'm a woman, so it affects me differently, but Christ <laughs> almighty, I, I'm there. Like, I feel, I'm actually, I feel anxious inside, even thinking about having to do that. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine you saw this lunatic coming up with a sledgehammer and oh a suit on a sledgehammer. <laughs> so like, honestly, you look like you a lunatic. You'd be avoiding that guy, do you know? Yeah. If he and came it, up to ask you something, oh you would be avoiding God. that guy looking for who's around you to yeah. support you. The cool thing about reading, thinking back and reading over this is that I must have studied marketing at this stage or the idea of influence and I obviously knew that in order to get your point across, you needed to give stories. Yeah, you knew that, definitely. Well, obviously, because I'm, I'm creating these stories, but obviously yeah, 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 my yeah, ability yeah, yeah. to create them is at its infancy stage, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, 
Yeah, you'd learn that stories are the way to get into people's brains. Yeah, yeah. But the, these stories are so ridiculous. Oh my god. That's what's great about them. Anyway, that's crack. And now you and I have t- taken a complete 180 where now we're just so anti-telling nonsense stories. We're trying to tell no. only tell the truth. But as we've talked, it's not really for today's talk. It's difficult so. to influence and to get your point across if you don't fabricate the truth. Yeah. But we and I are going to have a embellish, story. Embellish, embellish the, the yeah. story as such. Yeah, I know. So we're not sure right now. It, and that's because unfortunately we this is all we know that that's how people learn that's mm. how you create images in your mind is if someone tells you a story mm. and that's how it's in you it becomes mm. in your body or and your brain well yeah but the good thing is we have so many life experiences now i think we do legit stories. yeah we have legit stories now mm. and at this time i was only well, you were I, younger i was 23 24 i had no life experience so anyway it's funny to look back. I had to come days. along to shake everything up, yes, unfortunately. Stuff. <laughs> 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 All right, your movement mobility. Yeah. When you have areas of your body that are quote unquote tight, what is really happening is that your brain, for whatever reason, has decided to contract a certain muscle or muscles to keep them contracted. Your level of tightness will often be dictated by how much your brain is contracting these muscles. Mm. Stretching these over-contracted muscles has little or no effect. In mm. fact, in some cases, stretching the muscles that are chronically contracted will make your brain contract them even more. Mm. Uh, okay, and actually, obviously... And do you say about the safety thing? Like yeah, obviously, yeah. I don't have it underlined. I was, I was wondering here why I don't have it underlined because I don't really explain. Maybe uh, this is just... And one of these little marketing uh, techniques we'll do Hiroshi and then we'll say if you want to learn out why read the rest of the book yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really interesting why does your brain contract something? well it's all there yeah. in it's all book. in the book <laughs> so you can read it and then inevitability factors and okay and that's the sleep eating and movement Mm. And now we're going to go back to the one I want to talk about today. Uh, just making sure. There's a few little things here at the end as well that I might go over at the end. But we're, look, let's go back to the one I want to talk about today, Roisin. Mm. Is that fair enough? Yeah. All right. Now, we've talked, as usual, more than I thought we would. But this won't take too long, hopefully. Okay, your team. Mm. Now, I'm going to read this out to you. Okay. And bear in mind, this is for men. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we start off with this uh, little story here, and mm. we're, quoting, <clears throat> we're quoting someone here. So this is in quotes. All right? Mm. So we've got pillar one, your team, and it starts off with quotations. There are men in your squad we wouldn't go to battle with, said the Royal Marines senior training instructor. Mm. And he rattled off their names. Quote, but why? What is it about them? They are clearly great at their jobs. Why wouldn't you go into battle with them? And then he continues. It's not about their skills, Clive. It's about their attitude and their effect on the team. There are Mm. hundreds of soldiers who can run for three days, think on their feet and handle a weapon. But some aren't suited to working in a high pressure team situation. 
It might be the smallest trait, like a moan when, th- when the going gets tough. One wrong team player can sap all the energy from a group. Mm. Now. I and, like that. And here, and it, then I, then it's, we continue. This was a conversation between Clive Woodward and the trainer after a team building exercise that Woodward had arranged to discover who he should recruit to his team and go to win the World Cup. The Royal Marines trainer identified two groups of people in the team, energy zappers and energy Mm. energizers. Oh my goodness. Okay, and this was from Damien Hughes of a book called Liquid Thinking. Mm. All right, so here now I write about this. I say, when Clive Woodward was deciding on his World Cup squad, he needed to distinguish between two groups of people, those who would help him get the job done and those who wouldn't. He didn't pick the quote-unquote best players. He didn't Mm. pick the players that he quote-unquote liked the most. He didn't pick the players that were the obvious choice. He picked the players that would get the job done to win the World Cup. <laughs> the lazy man is also a very important manager. He is the manager of his life. Ugh. And just like Clive, if he wants to win his own personal World Cup, the World Cup of lifelong fitness, he's going to need to pick the players that are going to get the job done. Dun, dun, dun. I like this. <laughs> Your team are the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis. People that you live with. People that you work with people that you relax and have fun with your team is the first pillar of lazy man fitness because it will dictate many of the inevitability factors for the other three pillars your team is often the least understood of fitness pillars because the people that you surround yourself with do not have direct control over your fitness they can't force you to be fit or to be unfit they do however have extremely significant indirect control over all your fitness behaviors and since it's your behaviors that lead you to your results your team is a crucial fitness pillar there are two types of team pillars those who help you and those who hinder you team players often don't know if they're doing one or the other they don't care about your world cup they only care about their own as the manager it's your job to figure out who you want and need on your world cup winning team there are two main types of players that can support you on your fitness goals they are both energizers but they will energize you in different ways are you following so far yeah i like them (laughs) i'm like i'm like stressing balls here that i'm like oh my god i'm such a bloody zapper sometimes (sighs) shit (laughs) go on honey go on i should have read this before i met you i was obviously in the days Supporting team players. Again, this is for men here. So for women, yeah. it's not going to be the same. We've got completely different social structures, but yeah, we yeah, just yeah. remember course, it's for men. Yeah. Supporting team players. The first type of team players are those that have behaviors that you also want. Let's mm. take an arbitrary example. If you have fat friends, what is the likelihood that you will also be fat? Very likely. Yeah. Fat people exhibit behaviors that lend themselves to fatness. Mm-hmm. If you are around such people you are more likely to exhibit those same behaviours. Most yeah. members of a team act like the players on that team. If you're on the fat team, you'll likely, you'll likely act like the fat players. Same if you're on the fit team. It's an unconscious process. Whatever behaviours are being exhibited by the people in your environment, you will be compelled to perform the same behaviours. Mm-hmm. If you are easily swayed by your team, and most of us are, then there are two things that you must consider doing. You need to get rid 
of the players that are pulling you towards fatness and start hanging out with people that will pull you towards fitness. Shit. Oftentimes, it's the fat players or the energy zappers that are most lethal. They don't like fit players because it makes them uncomfortable. Some mm. of them will try and mock your fitness behaviors or will try and stop you from continuing them. Mm. If these fat players tear you from your fitness, you sack them from your team. The lazy, <laughs> the lazy man doesn't carry players, especially fat players. You're OMG. Go- <laughs> You're going okay. to have to be ruthless if you want to win. Okay. You can only carry the fat players for so long before you break your back and join them on the sidelines. Oh my goodness. There are no fit players on the sidelines. <laughs> right, so there we go with our analogies. And we have another one here. Then we have contrasting team players. Mm. Your team does not... And then this is, depends on personalities, obviously. One, you may need both. You may need one or the other. But it all depends on your personality. Your team does not always have to work from the context of supporting players. Depending on... Oh, yeah, say here. Depending on your personality, there will be scenarios when contrasting team players will actually make it easier for you to maintain a certain behavior. For example, let's mm. take a scenario where your friends are constantly offering you something to eat. A lazy man who requires supporting team players would have no choice if his teammates were encouraging him to just have a small bite. On the other hand, a lazy man, or just have a drink maybe, just have a beer or whatever is a better Mm. example. On the other hand, a lazy man with a different personality can use his situation to his advantage. He may view this situation where he can demonstrate his willpower. He may see this as a situation to demonstrate his superior constraint. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Like, would you be like, you'd feel, I don't know, smug versus them, would you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. This comes down to, and men are, as you know, very derogatory to each yeah. other in the context, but in a, it's not like a female context. We mm. Men can be derogatory with each other without falling out. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. The lazy man may see the situation to, as one to demonstrate his superior constraint and discipline in the face of gluttonous behaviour. Yeah. Contrasting team players engage in a behaviour that is the contrast from what you want to exhibit. This is the opposite of supporting team players. This may seem contradictory. However, this, and this is the critical part, they both energise you, or can okay. both, depending on your mm-hmm. personality. Some people need supporting players, some people need contrasting players, Whatever you need, their role is the same. They help you, not hinder you. They energize you. In the end, it all comes down to this. Here we go, Roisin. It all comes down to this. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Get players on your team that help you win the World Cup of Lifelong Fitness. OMG. Mind blown. I might. I honestly. No. I'm changed. Anyway, so then... Uh, no, but it's a good lesson. No, we know that is a good lesson. You've got to have... and You have to have people that are on the same mindset and, and are supporting it. You, you know, yeah. it's, hard, it's hard enough if you don't... It is, it is, it is. But obviously, as you said, this is a little bit harsh. Obviously, I wrote this when I was 24. I was just mm. coming out of an extremely competitive team environment. Yes. Sport, team sports environment. And I was still in it a little bit, but obviously my whole life I played sports. Mm. And you are very, as I said, competitive and cutthroat and mm. trying to rise to the top. Yes. And 
you'll do anything to get to the top. Yeah, you and have that's to kind have of a mindset. killer instinct. So that killer attitude kind of has to be there. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> that's the context in which this is is written. Now, mm. that's all well and good. And this is obviously just an analogy. But what I wanted to do today, obviously we've talked longer than I wanted, but it's okay. Do you know what? I don't know if mm. it is okay because... This has gone into forty-five minutes now, and I'm not even gotten to the. Oh shit, Connor! To the. But no, what I'm thinking is. Mm, do you want to pause? I, I'm always thinking to stop here and do another podcast because what I'm thinking is, Roisin, the main point of the podcast is coming up now, and it's forty-five minutes into this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. So. Maybe what... I should be talking. Less, no, Connor. no, no! You shouldn't because. If you were talking, we would have never gotten through this. Here's what I'm thinking, right? The mm. main thing I want to talk about of mm. all of this was you and I talking about this principle of, obviously, you and I don't talk about it in this context of your World Cup team. What mm. we talk about in terms is in terms of your community and your tribe. Yeah. And we talk about it in terms of the psychological factor that we don't i don't know where this came from but the psychological idea or maybe it's a sociology idea that you're the result of the five people that you spend most yeah, time with yeah yeah and that's what i wanted to talk about today but the i have most, i'm only yeah. after getting to it here and what i'm afraid of mm. is that it'll get lost in this podcast around yeah. lazy man fitness which really isn't important so what i think we should do if mm. you have the time if you have the time yeah. is we should actually Stop here, make yeah. this one podcast, start another one if you have the time and talk about yeah. this principle. That's what we'll do. Do you reckon? I do, do you the have time. the time to do I'd that? I have the time, 100%. All right, great. And uh, how will we start the next one then? Will we just reference the idea of... I'll reference what we've just said. Yes. And then we we can go from there. And then you can... You can uh, obviously. I was talking all this because it was the book I wrote. But now you, we can have a conversation rather than me just. Yes, here. no, that's a good idea. Exactly. Right, cool. you, you present. Cool. Can, can 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 I take five? Yeah, we'll take five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just will I will I hang up? I'll hang up. Okay. No, don't hang up. You're right. Oh, don't hang up. Just I'll take, just take five, five and, tell me when you're and, and I'll keep on it. Okay. Yeah. Or I'll I'll, I'll mute you, but I'll, I'll be get back. Some water. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'll be back at it's eleven o four. Back at ten past. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.